Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. It's never too early to start looking at next week's NFL Live. This is The Look Ahead with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin hour number two of The Look Ahead presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And Wes, we're not on the clock, but our teams will be on the clock. Your team being the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. my team being the Dallas Cowboys. Now, in a way, and I know we both had Colts tickets last year. Boy, they came, they really came oh so close to winning that division. As a matter of fact, maybe a fourth and one, and was it Goodson, I believe it was. Yeah, well, yeah, no, gosh. Is it Mike, no, no, I, I forget from the Iowa. Uh, and yeah, rookie, yeah. and he maybe turned the wrong way, and it's a fourth and one. Yeah, because uh, fourth and one, look, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, okay, give it to the guy you just gave a big-time contract right? extension to, that being Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, you can't run that same play. It was a good play call, just yep. not executed. But you couldn't run that with JT because they were going to sniff that out yep. immediately. But Yeah, it felt like the right play call. And, of course, it goes awry, and you lose that final game, and then Houston ultimately wins the division. And the reason why I bring that up is sucks for us because we can't cash those tickets to win the division at the Colts. We had nice numbers on them. It's good for the Colts now because when you're a non-playoff team, you're in a much better position than, say, my Cowboys, who did come all the way back, win the NFC East, great, host a playoff game, lose, and now because of it, you're sitting there at 24th where the Colts are sitting at 15th. So in a roundabout way, if you can't win the chip, Mm-hmm. And nobody ever thinks like this. It kind of does help you out. Once you get to April, because you're going to have a better pick. It does, yes. Colts feel like a team, and you know them much better than I. They don't feel that far away, but they, they have pieces that they need in order to really be taken seriously in this division that's getting more competitive but, from top to bottom. But you got to build around a very young quarterback who uh, lost his uh, season at week five due to a shoulder injury, mm-hmm. and that would be Anthony Richardson. So... You know, the first question that obviously has got to be asked around Indianapolis is, okay, what do you do with Michael Pittman Jr., your top receiver? Uh, he's going to want a new deal. He could get franchise tagged. Uh, so he's going to pro- he's gonna likely be in Indianapolis uh, uh, next season. The Colts obviously want to bring him back. Uh, but, you know, what kind of money can they pay him? He's going he's gonna to want really, really big money. So uh, I, I think the Colts probably are going to are going to balk here and, you know, at least meet him more than halfway because, look, you need as many weapons as you as you can. And, and, and you need to even add more depth, either in free agency or in the draft. Josh Downs, uh, the second year receiver from North Carolina, made a couple of big catches late in the season. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you know, have him. He's going to be back. Alec Pierce, can he? finally make the leap I, I don't know but the more weapons the better on offense uh the defense uh you may lose kenny moore uh who may be a cap casualty or may go get bigger money somewhere else so you're gonna need corner and you're gonna need safety 
And you're also going to uh, see if you can bring back Grover Stewart, who is really your run stopper. And when he was out due to that suspension, they could not stop the run. Uh, D-Buck, DeForest Buckner was just helpless just by himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he can only do so much. But uh, they do have $79 million in cap space. That's the fifth most in, in the NFL. So... They have some flexibility, and they could make some signings. You were talking about earlier, maybe Legereus Sneed ends up there. They need help in that secondary, I think, badly. Uh, uh, DeForest Buckner played very well, got to the Pro Bowl last season, uh, had eight sacks, but he's approaching 30. He's going to cost about $23 million against the cap. Ooh. So is that going to be a cut uh, to make this happen? Uh, they can't bring back everybody. No. Uh, and uh, look, uh, uh, Zach Moss probably is an unrestricted free agent, gets more money somewhere else, who filled in, I think, really admirably yeah. for Jonathan Taylor. But, yeah, this team's not that far away, but they do have some questions. They are 25-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Now, remember, there's limited options out there right now because we don't have, like, division prices yet, season win totals for the majority of teams. But you do see some conference numbers and Super Bowl numbers out there early. I played the Ravens this time last year at about plus 1250 to win the AFC because I was playing the number and I was trusting, not knowing what they're going to do in the draft, but trusting the history of the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, I don't, I don't, you would know better with Chris Ballard in the Colts. Do you, and I also played the other, the other one I did play. I played the Cowboys this time last year to win the NFC because the Cowboys had drafted well. We'll get to them in a second. Then they didn't have a good draft last year. And I think that hurt the Cowboys down the stretch. Do you trust the brain trust in Indianapolis to say whatever they do here at, at what, 16 or 15, rather, it's going to be a a pick that normally they're going to get right? Not totally, to be honest with you. Uh, Chris Ballard, look, he's been very hit and miss in the draft. And remember, uh, everybody thought he was going to be out last year. Jim Mercer brought him back, Mm. uh, you know, got the new coach and Shane Steichen. I think Steichen had, by and large, a successful first year, even though they didn't make the playoffs. That one winner-take-all game against Houston, and uh, Houston took it all and got into the playoffs. Uh, So, look, I I think they have at least some cap room, and there's at least some hope. There seemed like no hope last year for this team. And then they got Richardson. He showed some flashes. Like, you know, you can't, like, put him in bubble wrap and, like, oh, you can't have him run because he's going to get hurt. Well, right. that, that that takes away a lot of what makes him who he is. You know, the fact he's got a rocket arm. He's got a, he's he's an experience. Like when you talk about he had the 13 games at Florida. He's an experience, so you got to get him experience, which means you got to build around him. You made that decision last year when you drafted him fourth overall in the draft that you were going to build around this kid no matter what. Right there with you. I think it's stated perfectly. Now you've made your bed there at the the – most important position in the in the game now you got to do everything around him yeah. to make sure that that pick is successful i think the offense is going to continue to be good assuming this kid develops uh, look we saw the eagles they took a step back without shane steichen this absolutely year. and by the way kind of making that point about when you look at these future numbers for my cowboys where did it really show up uh down the stretch for the cowboys defense right Maisie smith was a first round pick last year they didn't get a whole lot out of Maisie, out of Michigan. Now, Luke uh, Schoonmaker was our second-round pick tight end out of Michigan as well, and not a great year. Everybody remembers the Eagle game where he comes up on the goal line, looked like a touchdown, and they said it wasn't a touchdown. The Cowboys ended up somehow losing that game in Philly. And then the, the key name to keep on an eye on here was the third-round pick, and that was DeMarion uh, Overshaw, the linebacker out of Texas. Now, DeMarion got injured last year and got injured in camp, didn't play all year. Where did the Cowboys really suffer once the injury to LVE happened, Leighton Vanderesh, and once he went out for the year in the middle, you could run in the Cowboys. They're light up front, right? And look, love Tank. Tank Lawrence is great on the edge, but he can't do it by himself. And Micah Parsons is a difference maker, but he's not 260. You know, you're not 300 guys. Mm-hmm. This is a white guy that you move around a lot. And so all of a sudden, you've got almost like a glorified DB that has to play linebacker. So you're hoping that Overshawn comes back and is what we think he could be because he flashed at camp until that injury coming out of Texas. But the Cowboys, with this pick now in the 20s, with that first-round loss uh, to the Packers, 
They got to nail it. And they didn't nail it last year. And it shows later in the year normally than earlier. They could go a lot of ways here. Of course, a new defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer back. In, in, in Dallas. I'm very happy about that. I really Mike, am. Mike Zimmer is back. Uh, of course, uh, Dan Quinn, now the head coach of the commander. Yep. So they could go defensive tackle. And look, they do need some depth. Uh, that's probably one of the least deep uh, positions uh, on, on, their, uh, on their depth chart. Uh, defensive tackle linebacker. I also think they need some help on offensive line. Uh, the, they're getting the, old. Yeah, they're going to let... Uh, uh, Tyler go the center. Yep. More than likely, he's going to walk in free agency. You're going to need something uh, left tackle. If you can get Tyron Smith on a cap friendly deal, okay. Just, but he can't. You know, you can't make the club from the tub anymore, right? Yeah. You know, this is a Hall of Famer to be. Yeah. But yet we see this aging line like Trent Williams. Those guys are the the rarity. And even Trent was getting banged up at mm-hmm. the end of this year for San Francisco. These great left tackles. But at a certain point, you got to look for the replacement. To your point. I'm with you. It's got to either be D-line or O-line. Yeah, because they may, I mean, maybe they could move Tyler Smith over to left tackle, but then you need a left guard, and then you also need a center. So you're going to need that. I, I think when you look, uh, uh, I'm sure C.D. Lamb is going to get an extension. I'm sure Dak is going to be taken care of. Uh, in terms of running back, you may see uh, both Tony Pollard and yep. Rico Dotta walk in free agency. Yep. and. Look, that might be the most replaceable of the positions. Uh, so when I look at the order, I would say offensive line, defensive line, running back. Yeah, and the thing with the running back, and you're right, they could lose both of those guys in free agency for the Cowboys. And you go, oh, well, what are you going to do? Look what the Lions did. They got a whole new set of running backs coming in. They got David Montgomery out of the Bears via free agency. And then they went Jameer Gibbs and traded up in that draft. And it changed their offense. With, with those two backs in Detroit – you saw it transform their offense a little bit. They could power you when they needed to power you. Cowboys couldn't power you. They could not run the football effectively, which actually I think is better leverage for Dak when he talks to Jera about getting an extension. Dak had his best year, and he had a very weak running game around him. That's hard to do. It's hard to have your best statistical year as a quarterback with very little help from that running game. So I thought Dak was actually really good last year. I know everybody wants to look at the Green Bay game. And the pick six right before the half, those are the things we remember the most. And, yes, he was not good in that game, nor was anybody in that offense, quite frankly. C.D. Lamb wasn't good either in that first half. So there's a lot of blame to go around. If you want to pass the buck to Dak Prescott mm-hmm. for that failure, I think you're really being uh, Yeah, so I don't think, look, that that's for a lot of the hot take shows. I don't think he's the problem. I think he's part of the solution. But got to upgrade that offensive line. Now, we know Zach Martin's still a Pro Bowl level, but – it's not the dominant offensive line it was a few years ago. Totally agree. Cowboys, by the way, plus 850 to win the NFC. I just don't think that number's long enough. And, you know, I'm going to be as honest as I can about uh, their assessment. If the number was around 12 to 1, I think mm-hmm. it's playable. 850, I just think, is a little yeah. bit too short right now. I'd wait. Remember, they were 7 to 1 to win the division in the NFC around Thanksgiving. So you can get better numbers later in the year if you get off to a slow start. More NFL talk, more NBA and college basketball as well. Come on back. It's the look at Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. 
And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Look Ahead with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you have not done so already, what are you waiting for? Check out VSIN.com. It's brand spanking new. How long do we get to call it new, Wes? Like the new car feel. <laughs> Does that last two weeks, a month? You get two months out? Uh, may- maybe we get of like three months at least i think we get three months it's new to us everybody so check it out articles each and every day obviously gonna have a lot coming up on march madness uh we've got i can't believe it conference tournaments coming up uh before you can bat your eye so check out the new beeson.com and check it out today but dave it's always football season for you <laughs> and just like it is at Vison. uh the NFL Scouting Combine, uh, where I have been in attendance a few times in my hometown of Indianapolis, uh, uh, gets started tomorrow, a full week uh, there in Indy. So a lot of coaches and GMs going to be going to St. Elmo's. By the way, we have more than one great restaurant in Indy, uh, aside from St. Elmo's. Is that what spawned St. Elmo's Fire? No, no, I don't believe so. Uh, I don't know the full story, to be honest no. with you, but... But it's always the steakhouse where all the media goes there on uh, Illinois Street, just uh, not too far from Monument Circle. And uh, look, a lot of great restaurants there. Uh, Obviously, if you're in the Indianapolis area, a lot of coaches in track suits, general managers, (laughs) media types. Yeah, everywhere, man. Uh, And uh, we'll be walking around downtown, assuming the weather is a little less cold than it was for All-Star Weekend last weekend. I've been to your fair city for a Final Four in the mid-2000s when George Mason was there from the Mm -hmm. DMV. Mm -hmm. And I I loved it. I loved it. Wasn't it so easy to walk around? I love the city. I, I don't know... If it gets a bad rap, it you, shouldn't. You didn't even have to drive. It no. got a little bit of a bad rap last Sunday because uh, it was cold. Let's be honest. It was like 12 degrees. But, yes. but, you know, Draymond Green saying, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, when, right. When, when Charles uh, That's right. went after him about San Francisco, of course. <laughs> that but, was uh, a great comeback by Charles. But, yeah, so Char- Charles has uh, St. Elmo's and probably wherever he wants to eat in Indy for life. I've never been there for, I call it the dog and pony show, which is the NFL combine. And it is. It really has changed over the years, and this is going to have some ripple effects for the NFL draft. But I don't know if it has the same cachet that it used to have. You've got coaches that are not going to be at the, at the combine, that is like bizarre, like 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 uh, Mark Mike McCarthy not going to be Wait, at the Mike, combine. What are you doing? Robert Sala not going to the combine. Well, 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 if there's coaches that should be there, it might be Big Mike and Robert Sala. Yeah, I was like, you guys are uh, the extra work. Sean, Sean McVay is not going, so. Yeah, this is, you know, you usually don't, I guess they say if they get some major disruption to the offseason routine, uh, uh, head coach, uh, now that they can do these interviews by Zoom. Wow. But to me, I would want to be there. If I was a coach or, you know, if I was the owner, I'd want my coach or my GM there, you know, because, you know, you, you do these interviews with these guys. And everybody's going to be there to do interviews. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, it was an, and, uh, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May. None of them guys are going to throw at the combine. Top dogs won't be there. They're going to throw at the pro day. They are going to be there, though, for the interviews and the oh, meetings. Yeah. However, that's the thing. It's like, don't you want to look a guy in the eye? Yes. Of who you're going to draft? Shake hands. Yes. Didn't they see Jerry Maguire? Yes. My word is my, my word is I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
I, I, I absolutely, I, I don't get uh, doing that. I, now, I get why the quarterbacks are not going to do this here. Right. Because it's like, okay, I can't really improve my stock. I'm going to be down. a top five pick. J.J. Uh, <laughs> uh, McCarthy, by the way, and Spencer Rattler, a couple others are going to throw at the combine. So, look, uh, it's been on for so many years. Like, when it was first on TV, and I, and I still think it's cool, but when it was first on TV, mm-hmm. it was a long day, and there's different drills, you know. Yeah. Some guys, okay. They do the 40 one day. It's always about the time, yeah. right? What's yeah, because you have different positions. Yes. You have the, the quarterbacks do a day, the running backs do a day, the receivers do a day, the linemen do a day, the secondary guys do a day. And, you know, they're doing all their different stuff in terms of the measurables. Uh, uh, you know, how, ma- how many bench, how many do you bench at 225? How many reps do you get? Oh, no, uh, and then, like, how high can these linemen jump? The, the, the vertical leap, the long jump. Can you block? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, the, with the linemen, too, I think the most important stuff is that little shuttle Yes. How, right, you know, how do you move that? laterally? Yes. So like, you have that, and then you have, obviously, the drill. So, you know, I'd been there a couple times, and it's just interesting. It's just an inter- interesting experience, you know, to see – which coaches are sitting with who and yeah. uh you know uh jara jara used to he used to sit with a lot of characters Hold man court. he'd sit with uh with uh, the late al davis oh my god he'd sit with Par- belichick parcells i'm sure that's how the raiders drafted darius haywood bay from the draft yes right from the combine like yes. he looks great in shorts the vertical passing game there you yes go, right? These that's guys what al fly, davis loved they run at the combine they get drafted by the raiders and and you know you got to figure out okay who's going to be the combine warriors and then you get all the analysts yeah i saw this kid at the senior bowl yep da, 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 daniel jeremiah and all and all these guys on nfl network so scouting combine uh Indianapolis becomes the uh, capital of the National Football League. And it will week. take over, people. It really will. So we kid about it a little bit, but it there is some value to it. Maybe not the same as we as we mentioned from yesteryear. But when you mention the top three quarterbacks aren't going to do anything other than interview, which will be important, it could really give a guy like Bo Nix mm-hmm. an opportunity here to say, hey, look, look at me, guys, because they're going to want to see the guys that are going to throw. Okay? Right now... The Denver Broncos are sitting in the 12 spot, I do believe, in the NFL draft. And that's exactly where they are. They are the odds-on favorites to draft Bo Nix. It does not mean it has to be in the first round. It's what team is associated with what quarterback. Because it was weird. Like, Will Levis was associated kind of with Tennessee for a little bit, but the spots were all different. And then, boy, where they ended up getting him, I believe, in the second round last year, everybody thought he'd at least be a first-round pick. That didn't happen. I'm not saying Bo Nix is going to slide out of the first round, but it feels like it's a more important dog and pony show for a guy like a Bo Nix oh, yeah. than it is for the first three guys we met. Yeah, mentioned. yeah. Look, this is chances for guys that might be late first day or yep. second day guys uh, to move up. And some guys uh, will move up here. I think, you know, the guys that are probably going to be top 10 picks, you're not going to see them do much except for the interviews and the meetings and the media availability and the press conference and all that stuff. So you're not going to see them do the drills. They, you know, all these guys obviously go to the pro days, all of these universities Mm -hmm. have pro days all across the country, you know, where they can go see them. And, and look, I understand why players want to do that. And agents want them to do it too, because it's like, okay, you're on the field and you're at the facility where you're used to being. Because you don't want to take any chances because there's a lot of money at stake here. You, like, you know, like we were talking about those top guys, you can only go down. You can't go up. It's, it's like when you buy a car and it leaves a lot and it loses value. Depreciation. It absolutely does. It immediately depreciates, uh, you know, if you've driven it one block. Done. Money's and, gone down. And Bo Nix, some think he's an older car. Right, because he's, been, he's we've yes. seen him in college forever. Felt he, like he played he, eight years at Auburn. He's, and then an, five he, he's at, at looked at as a as a nice Toyota Camry. That's exactly. And by the way, Camrys can be just fine. Camrys are great. Cars. Nothing wrong with a Camry, right? But this is what you're going to see with a guy like Bo Nix. What's also interesting in the betting market is the team to draft Blake Corum. Well, I don't know. This is a big surprise. The favorites to draft him is a team that's got the fifth overall pick and a new head coach. That used to be Blake Corum's old head coach mm-hmm. in Michigan, the L.A. Chargers. Now, I'm not suggesting that any running back in this day and age can go as high as five. But this will be a big week for Blake Corum, for, the, for those type of guys to say, "Oh yeah, hey, get me in the second, right? And, I, and by the way, I, I'm wondering if your perception, because of what Detroit did, where they people went, whoa, you traded up for Jameer Gibbs. 
you didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You wasted the value of the pick. We heard all that that talk. And then Detroit's like, uh, we got a player. Right. Right? Like, d does that go? Not saying that that's going to happen for Blake Corum, but if Harbaugh loves this kid and he looks good and he looks healthy and all those, do we kind of get rid of that running back bias that we can't take them in the first round? You could. I think it depends on the team. Some people uh, don't want to take a running back that high. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking and I don't see one uh, that high necessarily no. in, in any of the mocks. But, you know, when you're looking, we know the quarterbacks are not going to uh, probably participate. I, I, I don't know if Marvin Harrison – I don't know who has announced and who hasn't. But Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors uh, out of LSU, the receiver, they don't have a lot to gain, you know, necessarily. It's like, well, I'm not going to break the record for the 40 time. So why would I do that and, and, and affect that? But you're talking about the Chargers. I, I think Chargers probably go offensive line. Uh, yes. Me personally. maybe Protect Joe, Justin maybe, Herbert. Maybe Joe Alt, the uh, tackle yep. from Notre Dame, or Olu Fashanu, uh, the tackle from Penn State. And these uh, are the guys that are really going to be poking and prodding yeah. in, in Cause, Indianapolis. Because this looks like a pretty deep draft at, at tackle, uh, at least in the first round. So you want an offensive lineman, uh, this is the year to get him. Uh, also a couple edge rushers kind of in that bottom uh, of the top 10. There will always be somebody down the road, some running back that we go. And we almost saw it with Bijan last year. I think he went eight uh, to the ATL. But the top five days of the Ezekiel Elliott's fourth to the Cowboys, Saquon Barkley top five to the Giants. Are those days done? Uh, I mean, maybe there'll be a Bijan Robinson every few years, but yeah, I, I don't expect I don't expect a running back might might not even be one go in the first round. Yeah, Blake might be the first. Obviously, one time the time will tell. Absolutely. All right, when we come back, let's recap what we saw in golf and in the UFC. Mexico was center stage last night, and what it pretells for the future. That's next here on the Lookout. This is The Look Ahead with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge in college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns of every single game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross, continuing the conversations. We had one in the first hour about Mexico kind of being the center of the sports world. Whoa, Mexico. Mexico. Do you think anybody behind the glass knows what you were just singing? No, I do not. Dan uh, Moneyline Miller, nobody knows. Well, Wes Reynolds, we could get sued because he did such a great rendition of James Taylor. The original JT. The original in JT. In pop music. Not Justin Timberlake, kids. James Taylor saw him in concert, Wes, in yes. 1991. I saw him uh, years ago. Remember when they he and Carol King yes. did the PBS special at the Troubadour, and then they took that on the road. It was so well received. Just two people singing great songs. I, and I was it so was young. Awesome. I'm making myself sound younger. I was so young when I saw it. Took my girlfriend at the time. It was, it was awesome then. Yeah. He was old then. Yeah. And still, he's to be still out there playing. He's going to be touring this summer with the All Star Band down in Mexico. Check it out, kids. If you don't know what me and Wes are referring to, it's a fantastic song, and it's all I could think about all weekend with the UFC uh, having their event at UFC Mexico. Great event, by the way. I love that the UFC does this, and I also like that the PGA Tour. Yeah, did this down. Is it yeah. in Mexico City? It, and no, it was in uh, uh, Puerto Vallarta, Puerto uh, closer to there. But uh, yeah, the uh, UFC fight this weekend was in uh, uh, what's known as uh, Arena Mexico. If you uh, if you watch a little uh, AAA Lucha Libre, <laughs> and uh, and uh, they were down there, uh, twenty one thousand five hundred. Wow. And I know, I know a couple people in attendance. Uh, yeah. Our buddy Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal, John Murray. Uh, sportsbook director over at Superbook uh, was also there. So why, why didn't we get those invites? I know. You know, I, I know. I was working last night, and I know you work a lot too. But we didn't even get the call. I know. I know to take that trip down to uh, Arena Mexico. It sounds, but it sounds like you should rent like a Scooby Doo type van for that trip to Mexico. Oh that yes, would, that would sound like fun. Oh, absolutely. Even for a grown adult. But it ended end up being a pretty eventful card, though. It did. In the co-main event, I want to get to that very quickly because it has tentacles going forward. And I mentioned it last night, and I mentioned it all week in the network. I thought the co-main event between Yair Rodriguez 
and Brian Ortega could pre-tell what we might see next for the new featherweight kingpin. That kingpin is Ilya Teporia, because what he did two weeks ago at UFC 298 when he stunned yours truly and a lot in the fight game by knocking out Alexander the Great Volkanovsky in the second round. And then I went, whoa, okay, we already know that Max Holloway is going to be fighting at UFC 300 for the BMF title against Justin Gaethje, so his dance card is tied up. Deporia is like, I'm ready to go, man. I just starched this guy in two rounds. That's your king? Like, give me a, give me somebody. Like, Deporia is young, doesn't want to wait. Brian Ortega, not our fine producer here at Visa, but the other, T-City, Brian Ortega, I've never seen this in all my years of watching boxing, MMA, you name it. In the introduction by Bruce Buffer, and Buff has got the best. Gets the fighters hype, hyped up, gets the crowd hyped up, gets me hyped up. He's introing T-City Ortega. Brian is jumping up and down, comes down and rolls his ankle. Wes, seconds before the beginning of the fight. Never seen anything like it. And uh, you went uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw uh, here <laughs> yes. at the Super Bowl at yes. Allegiant Stadium. Well, right, if you don't remember what Dre Greenlaw would happen, he's just jumping up and down and boom. And running on the field and then... Uh, there goes the Achilles, yes. right? And he's out for the, the game. We'll find out about for, for next season. Ortega doesn't have that luxury. He's in a fight and he's getting pieced up by El Pantera, Yair Rodriguez. His eyes starting to swell in the first round. And I'm sitting here going, I, I've got Ortega via sub at plus 320. I've got Ortega money line plus $1.42. I'm, I'm like, uh, this is the, the worst way to lose. I got a compromised guy at for no, no other reason than jumping up and down to get excited for the fight to get loose. And then all of a sudden, the fight goes down to the ground. And Wes, I go, well, this is the only chance I have. Yeah. This is, you don't want to have a, a, a Gracie practitioner of BJJ who's 20 years trained with the Gracies. If you don't know people what that means, Google it. The, the, these are the best of the best when it comes to the ground. And my whole handicap anyway was if this fight goes down to the ground, I think Ortega can get it there. He's going to submit Yair Rodriguez in his takedown defense for El Pantera. It's not that good. This was a fight IQ issue. Right? Yair Rodriguez keeps the fight standing. He would be in line to fight Ilya Taporia yeah. next. So, Instead, so now is it going to be T-City uh, against Taporia? And now T-City did take some damage in that fight. He did have the ankle. We'll yeah. figure out where his health is. But Max Holloway against Justin Gaethje is not going to be a clean fight. Right. But that's going right. to be a dirty, muddy Cause, fight. Because uh, Taporia, I know, has said that he wants to defend the, the uh, his uh, current uh, featherweight title before he moves up to uh, potentially fight Islam Makhachev. Yes. Taporia, by the way, this weekend... Uh, Took the honorary kickoff, uh, Real Madrid against Sevilla oh, wow. in La Liga today at Santiago Bernabeu. Uh, so 85,000 fans getting a look at the uh, new UFC uh, featherweight champion. So we shall see uh, uh, what is next for him. But uh, uh, nice win by Brian Ortega, though, coming back on uh, on Saturday. And I night. think it should be Ortega next if the health is okay and the times match up. Because, again... We're not going to see Max Holloway even for another month and a half until we get to UFC 300. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be out of commission here. Uh, on the main event fight, we saw Brandon. We had two Brandons. And it was so funny. I was watching right here after our show at Circuit Sportsbook. And, you know, pretty good fight crowd here last night. And it was a split decision. And the final judge has a 48-47 for Brandon. And people start to cheer. And you see Roy Vall like, ah, oh, he doesn't even realize it's he won. Like, we didn't know which Brandon was getting the so, arm so, so, so the people were uh, down there at Arena Mexico were chanting, Vamos Brandon. <laughs> but we didn't know which one. We didn't know which one. It goes the way of Roy Vall, who was over a $2 betting underdog, uh, by the way, in this fight. And the reason why that's important for this week coming up, Muhammad Makaev is going to be fighting Alex Perez. Makaev, a big favorite here, minus 270. He tweeted out about the main event, not impressed. So if Makaev puts on a show here next week, uh, this coming Saturday here at UFC Apex, you could be seeing potentially. You want all the old school George St. Pierre. I was not impressed by your performance. That's exactly right. So that's kind of the fallout from last night at UFC Mexico and what we see. And by the way, very quickly for this Saturday coming up here at UFC Apex, we saw that Raul Rosas Jr., he had to cancel his fight literally five minutes before as he fell ill. Mm -hmm. And also that was against uh, Ronnie Tercios. And Tercios said... I haven't signed a thing because they said, oh, well, they're going to fight it this week at UFC Apex. Right. Tercios is like, 
that that's not the the fighter's way. I, I'm paraphrasing here. I can't really use some of the language he used, but basically said, Raul Rosas Jr., you so so many were chickened out, mm-hmm. and you do this literally as we're getting ready to walk out. Remember, Brian Ortega probably could have said, My ankle's bad, I can't fight. Second, you know, as you're being introduced, he fought on and won the fight. Not saying Rosas Jr. should have done that, but that fight is not set in stone. For this week at UFC Apex, we don't know if that fight's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, uh, main, main event is uh, uh, Rosenstruck against uh, Gaziev. Yes. Uh, heavyweight battle. Uh, so we have that card, and that will lead in next week, or the following week in Miami is uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Brandon Vera, or Marlon Vera, I should say. In a rematch where a rematch. gave Sugar Sean his only loss yes. early on in his and, career. And uh, Dustin Poirier, Benoit Saint-Denis, Ooh. the uh, co-main event. That might be the fight of the night. Very quickly on Biggie Boy against Shamil uh, next week right here at Apex Small Octagon. These are heavyweights. These are guys that want to bang. On Biggie Boy, uh, Rosenstrike right now, he's plus $1.24. Now, Shamil is undefeated, uh, minus $1.48 here. The thing is, though, he's got eight wins in his MMA career via KO. That's not what you want to do against Biggie Boy. So I think we might have a live dog scenario if Shamil and his camp is smart. We just talked about this with Fighter IQ. Take him down. Yes. Take him down. That's where Biggie Boy struggles, and he would have a much easier pathway to victory. Yeah, yeah. He just got submitted, uh, Rosenstruck, by uh, Jaden Jalton Omeda back in uh, May of last year. so easy once it got down to the ground. Yeah, get get the guy to the ground. Absolutely. Go to your strengths. Well, and again, this gets back to the machismo thing, right? Sometimes, again, with Yair Rodriguez, if you stand up Brian Ortega, you might not be able to stand. But instead, you went to the ground with a BJJ practitioner who's one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. 20 years practicing that that craft, and then you get submitted in the third round. This would be the, the same way. But with younger fighters sometimes, that fight IQ is not always there. So if you could guarantee me that Shamil is going to say, I'll strike with Biggie Boy, I'd take my that, chances that, with Rosenstruck. That look, and that's when you get the crowd, and sometimes the crowd can get you off your game plan because everybody wants to be a crowd pleaser, but it's like you want to win fights and, and collect checks. Absolutely. And, and collect titles. So uh, uh, that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, uh, Zell Huber and uh, Prado in the lightweight wow. uh, ended up being the fight of the night last night. Uh, and I thought they shouldn't have allowed that fight to continue because I had Zell Huber inside the distance that didn't get home. As somehow with a, I think the the uh, the, the guys in the corner for Prado said, "You don't need eyes to fight." I think they would be necessary. <laughs> it would have been nice if they'd stop one. They didn't. It went the distance somehow, some way. Uh, so that's a recap there and a quick look ahead well, to next week's They didn't match. follow what Terry Silver said in the Karate Kid uh, uh, Part 2 or Part 3. A man can't see, can't fight. And he, somehow he fought and he couldn't see. Yes. Much more to get to. Come on back. Just continuing the conversation here on The Look At. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo. 
a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Look Ahead with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can bet or deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet happens to lose. Download the app. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up today. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown, can be all yours. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross here with you. And Wes, sometimes our conversations with Dan and Andrew and the whole crew, they get mm-hmm. spirited mm-hmm. talking UFC. You guys are passionate about Very the, uh, passionate Oscar. about these sports, about like these ma- – like, if you gave me the dream job, besides working with you. <laughs> Aim higher, Dave. <laughs> like, make me a matchmaker. Oh, my God. Could you imagine, Wes, if you and I were in a room and we just got to pick fights? We don't have to have yeah. to fight. We just get to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then we get to call the fighters and say, we're matching you yeah. up with so-and-so. You're like, you're like I could be uh, Joe Silva, who was the longtime matchmaker yes. of the UFC. I believe it, is it, it's still Sean Shelby Sean now, Shelby. right? Yeah, and yeah. Dana obviously has a lot yes. of input. But I, yes. I, I think they do a really good job for what it's worth here. So there are so many fights past UFC 300 that have not been announced, as we were just alluding to. Can't wait to see what's next for Ilya Taporia. Could be Brian Ortega after what he did last night. I know some people are already telling me, bad matchup for Ortega. Not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. I'd be very curious to see what that number looks like. I'm sure Ortega would be well over a $2 betting underdog. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. But, you know, the fight hits the ground. Watch out. Uh, again, let's wrap up the Mexico talk here with some golf. Yes. And we saw today a uh, relative unknown, not to you, but to some out there in the betting market where you see Jake Knapp, and he uh, basically gave a dirt nap to the rest of the field as he kind of ran away with it. Got squirrely early in the front nine. Actually, uh, he was tied for the lead at one point when he started the day with a four-shot lead. But really, it was kind of match play uh, in the final group all day. And I watched almost all of it, Wes. And I got to say, I was impressed for a guy that's able to win on the PGA Tour. And I know what you're going to say. It's a watered-down field. Yes, it was not a great field. To win on the PGA Tour for the very first time and have, what, your C-plus game at best? And it, and it hit. I, and I know the fairways are wide down there. He only hit two fairways today. And he was duck-hooking stuff? Yes. He was hitting He was hitting everything but the lottery across, <laughs> across the course. But, uh, look, when you hit your irons that good and you were number one on approach, that made the difference as uh, Jake Knapp, first-time PGA Tour winner, now in the Masters, now uh, – Close to the top 50 where he could perhaps get in all the majors if he can get another good finish here uh, uh, soon. But two-year PGA Tour exemption. Mm-hmm. So, look, it was worth the trip uh, south of the border, certainly for Mr. Knapp and a few other guys as well. I'm going to see if I can find a number on Jake now at Augusta. because I think it's 250 to 1 is okay. what I saw was the opener. And, and again, uh, you know, people are going to say, well, good form. What do you have to lose? You finally you break the ice on tour, those sort of things. You've been doing really well in the placement market as well. For people that don't know exactly uh, how you go about that, Wes, would you look for a guy like Jake Knapp more in a placement market versus certainly Pro- not right Probably now. for Augusta being yep. a first-time player. But, uh, yeah, that's what carried me and got me at least a small profit because I went empty on the outrights uh, this week. But, you know, doing those top 10s, top 20s, top 40s, uh, I know there's some books that offer top 30s, Bet Rivers, I believe, being one of them. I think DK DK does as well. But, yeah, comparing the markets, top 10s, top 20s, top 40s. And, uh, you know, most weeks, if you're going to make money, you know, you're not going to hit an outright most weeks. Right. I, I'll hit my fair share, but not going to hit them every week. And, you know, didn't have a guy right there. I had a McIntyre in the top 10, but he yeah. was never really right there to challenge. Bobby, yeah, the lefty uh, played a little bit better golf today. Yeah. But you're right, never never felt like those guys were right in. Always felt like a two-man race the rest of the way. Now they, they begin the Florida swing. 
Uh, I know you you and the guys on Long Shots do a great job each and every PGA week. PGA National this week, which is uh, one of the tougher courses on the PGA Tour, despite that. And usually you get a lot of guys skip yeah. because they think it's too tough. But very, uh, I think a very solid field uh, here this week. Of course, uh, Rory McIlroy is the headliner, as he usually is. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is here, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, uh, some of the uh, Ricky Fowler is here, Sun JM, Tom Kim, Chris Kirk. Uh, just looking field. down the board, yeah, yeah, it is a very good field this week. A lot of a lot of European players. Uh, 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 a couple guys have played well today. Keith Mitchell is there. Uh, Cashmere Ka- Keith, Cameron Young, <laughs> Cashmere Keith, yes. Uh, Cameron Young in the field uh, next week. So you do actually have a uh, Minwoo Lee uh, gonna gonna be in the field uh, as well. So. And a, and a lot of the guys have been pl- that played well in this event this week uh, from the DP World Tour: Chiorborn Olsen, Sammy Valamaki, uh, going to be in the field. Bobby Mack, Alexander Bjork. So this is a pretty good field to start out the swing, and then the next week they go to Orlando at Bay Hill for the Arnold Palmer. Yep. And then we got the Players Championship. Oh my! And that's already the, that's the biggest money one on tour. Yes. So like already. And what's amazing too, and you mentioned a lot of the a lot of the guys that are overseas, they start to make their way now. To play, some of them skip the West Coast swing. They start to make their way here now to gear up for Augusta, right? Mm-hmm. And the players, of course, if they're eligible for the players. Mm-hmm. But this is you start to get these better fields, these deeper fields yes. that we haven't had on the West Coast swing. Yeah, Arnold Palmer, by the way, in two weeks is a de- is an elevator or signature event. So that's the twenty million dollar purse and more FedEx Cup points, and you have the players, which of course is obviously a signature event. Valspar uh, in Tampa Bay area closes out, and then I believe they do Houston at the end of March, last week in March, the Valero in San Antonio, and then, of course, Augusta National, April 11th wow. through 14th. You know, when you mention the elevated events, for, for those that don't know uh, what that reference is, these, these are the changes in the PGA Tour that were in, enacted for this year. Yeah, limited field, yep. you know, some have cuts, some don't. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, the, like, the Arnold Palmer is, is going to be one. Uh, the uh, the Heritage, the week after Augusta, uh, down there in Hilton Head, yep. is, is going to be one. What's so, the jacket they play for there? The Tartan? That Tartan jacket, Tar- tartan yes. Jacket? Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, hopefully hit, hit it like we did last year. Wells Fargo in May is uh, going to be another uh, signature right the week for the PGA. Well, two-part question for you. From a betting perspective and from a fan perspective, because we are both when it comes to golf. I know the elevated events when they were announced, I think a lot of people went, oh, you're just basically becoming live golf. And that was always the knock on live. And now with these elevated events, it doesn't really give it the feel that we, you're going to have some of these long shots like you had in the West Coast swing. Do you think from a betting perspective, it's easier or tougher with the elevated events? And do you think the fans will then get used to it and say, I like it because these are the best players on tour? Well, it's been harder this year, actually. This watered-down field this week in Mexico had the shortest odds of any winner. Jake right. Knapp, uh, as high as 45-1. to 1, But we've been getting a lot of triple digits. I know Matsuyama was around 70-80 to 80, uh, last week at Riviera at the Genesis. But made it a little it, uh, it's been an interesting challenge uh you know to kind of handicap this uh and that's why i've been attacking more placement markets rather rather than you know still still playing you know my usual allotment of sure. outrights every single week but because it's different because you have some guys that that are on different tours and then look you gotta account for them too at at, at majors as well because not all of them are going to come over here and be great in majors but certainly at the masters last year you know, oh, they, we saw we saw Brooks Kepka play very well. We saw Phil have a very good Bryce Sunday and round. Played very well. Yes, yes. So you can't ignore that. Uh, so that that'll make it a little bit more interesting. I don't know if we're going to see the drifts because we saw drifts on prices for these guys because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You're not playing every week. Mm-hmm. You're not playing regular events. By the way, I think the live the live is over in Jeddah. Uh, this week, DP World Tour down in South Africa uh, today, where I had another runner-up, Dave, ah! on the DP in uh, in uh, 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 in Kenya. What what time did you have to get up to watch? I did this? not get up to watch, but I, I actually I actually did happen to wake up in the middle of the night and saw that they were uh, saw the final hole. I'm like looked and I saw Anne Ilvera, which is Nacho Ilvera whose brother, Manuel, was also right up there uh, competing for the win. And I saw him in second. And then I saw the leader at 13 under. I was like, tell me this is for a par. <laughs> and, of course, it was for a short birdie. Darius Van Driel uh, wins the first time on the uh, wow. DP World Tour. So I finished uh, T2, a couple back. But 
yeah so you know when you when you got like plenty of these tours which i write up and i yeah. usually have up every tuesday afternoon up at uh decent.com so have the uh the live jetta event the big story was and it's not confirmed yet that maybe anthony kim That's is going rumor. to be make his return oh my over on over in uh, over in jetta next week uh so we'll be watching for that but really good field though at at pga national this week it is the uh what is the official name of this event now? It is the event used to be known as the, the Honda, Honda Classic. Classic. Right. I st I'm still going to call it the Honda until I realize what the new yeah, they is. Yeah, they were sponsored for like 30 years. Yeah, Cog Cognizant Classic in Palm Beach. You're in the Palm Beaches. Cognix Cognizant Classic. The Honda. <laughs> yeah, I know, year. man. But, but I, but I got to tell you one thing about the financial, like these sponsors. Oh, yeah. You know, they're getting bled a little bit having to pay for for a lot of these uh, purses. Cognizant, by the way, is a technology solutions corporation uh, uh, based in Teaneck, New Jersey. Amazing, though. You get so used to the name brands with some Honda, Yes. That has been a staple there for decades. Uh, no longer. Great breakdown, Wes, as always. Again, check out Long Shots, uh, the podcast, each and every week. You guys do amazing work there. When we come back for hour number three, let's get into maybe some second halves as we're well into it for the NBA. Some storylines and some future prices associated. That's next here on The Lookout. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 